welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, uh, currently, we're both watching this Liverpool-Roma Champions League match. It looks like Liverpool will go through, but we don't really know what's happening with them um, in terms of uh, fitness or result. But they don't really matter this week, do they? No. Uh, I mean, they do, but I mean, your your involvement in them should be limited. It shouldn't be more than than one or one, maybe two maximum players. But that I think that goes across the board for single game week players, and not just singling out Liverpool and our not general disdain for them, but are just not really love for them. Um, yeah, yeah. If, uh, listen, everybody's going to own Salah, so keep him anyway. You're not losing or gaining anything. <laughs> I mean, I, you'd be a fool to drop him because yeah. I think his 38 fixture is is pretty tasty. So. You're looking forward to that after 37. Even if he doesn't play in 37, you have a sub for him. Or, you know, if you want to run the risk that you're playing your bench boost and you want to roll with him, that's fine. Just plan to bring him in in week 38 and make sure you keep the proper fundage in there. But I am kind of sad, Kevin. You know why? Because hmm. this is the second to last week of I know. FPL roundtable uh, coming coming to two weeks. I mean, that's crazy. That's It's like... It seemed just like yesterday we were like unwrapping presents that we gave each other for Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah, and now ah, the the days of yore. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Although also it's nice when you have a break, but we won't really have one this season because uh, we're going to be covering yeah. some World Cup stuff. So uh, we'll we'll keep you guys surprised on that. But as we were just saying, Liverpool not really the point of this week. This week it's all about the double game week, guys. So what we're going to do for you this week, and we did this for one of the blank game weeks as well, is we're just going to go through all of the clubs that with a double. We're going to hit you with a love, a hate, and a differential uh, for each of those. <laughs> Although I may have a tougher task ahead of me with some of these loves. Uh, but Rob, we'll just dive right into it. Uh, it should be a pretty info-packed show. We'll start off with Arsenal with you. Uh, who are the guys you're keeping an eye on both positively and negatively in this one? Uh, positive for me. It, it's funny that Arsenal goes first. We're doing this alphabetically, so it's it's kind of not by happenstance that Arsenal goes first. But um, the the first question I think a lot of people are going to have on their on their minds when they look at the FPL setup for Week 37 is which forwards am I going with? Um, you know, we have Harry Kane who has great fixtures. We have Gabriel Jesus who has great fixtures and is in great form. Then we have uh, <clears throat> Emmerich Aubameyang, great fixtures. Decent enough form. Um, isn't going to play on uh, midweek, so you're pretty much just firing on all engines with Aubameyang and not worrying about him playing. Um, so that that's comes to my light here. I think it's Aubameyang for, for Arsenal. I think that his non-involvement in the Europa fixture, it leads to his involvement directly in the first game against Burnley. Um, listen, Lacazette has been scoring more goals than him, and he's being more consistent with shots on target, shots touching the box and stuff, things like that. But... Nobody can really count on Lacazette playing two, three games in six days. That's yeah. it's just crazy to think about that. He's going to have that kind of fitness to to trust in and buy into him. I know Aubameyang is a, the more high, heavy, higher priced player here, but I think that you're looking for guaranteed minutes. And if you're looking from an Arsenal side, I think Aubameyang is the pot, the most positive guy I'm looking at. Um, my dislike, it's got to be Aaron Ramsey. I don't think that there's enough trust in me given the, the names and the value points going through through midfield, especially with, with 12 teams on the double, that you could invest 6.8 in Aaron Ramsey and feel comfortable with it. I know they do play Burnley. I knew that they, they do play Leicester. Leicester just gave up a slew of goals last weekend and basically just crapped on everybody's team. But I, I think that there's, 
comparatively to other teams and who's on a double. Compare the players in Ramsey's price range, plus or minus five. I think that Aaron Ramsey is a bad, bad player. I don't think you're going to get consistent play from him or get the goals or, or tally assists that you know you probably could from other people. Uh, my differential. This is kind of cool. I thought of this on the fly on the way home when I was texting you from work. Uh, but uh, love-hate differential. Uh, my differential is I think that you want somebody from the Arsenal defense here, and you're looking for a huge differential. Don't, uh, just ignore the Bellerins and the Nacho Mamrials. How about a hmm. Callum Chambers? Yeah, uh, he's been getting those shots off. <clears throat> owned in less than 0.5% of leagues right now. 4.7 price tag allows you to buy a lot of those big price guns. He's getting minutes. Um, Arsenal's not guaranteed anything clean this week. But, you know, if you look at their matches, I th- I'd say they're favored slightly in, a, in at least one or two of them. Um, so Callum Chambers at, at his price point and his ownership are completely a differential for me. Um, but Arsenal are a team that I think you could probably invest two options in. I wouldn't go crazy and, and go, the, go the full three with, with Arsenal. But, you know, given, given what they've, they've showed in the past and what the goals that they've sh- uh, produced, I think two is a good number. Yeah, Chambers, I think, is a really good shout, although we may just keep saying that a lot um, with these differential guys because obviously they're a little bit of a deeper cut there. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to be talking about Brighton, but kind of briefly because there's not a lot uh, that I like. I think any of the Brighton players are kind of a risky proposition to own at best. Um, for love, I just basically forewent it and was like, maybe not. Um, for hate, basically everyone but Gross and Murray, maybe. Murray, I, don't, I think he scored once in the last 10, if memory serves. Um, so things not exactly ideal for him. <laughs> for differentials, that's hard as well. I mean, the defense and goalkeepers have been where the value has been for this Brighton team for the majority of the season. But they're facing United and City this week. And Yikes. then face, I think it's Liverpool <laughs> the following week. Yikes. So <laughs> it's, it's just such a bad run. I mean, Brighton's uh, point against Tottenham. I think was crucial for them. I think it removes them really from the relegation argument. But um, all in all, I, I think it, there's not really anybody you want to own from Brighton. The only person who I think could break against these good teams is maybe is Kierdo, just because he has that elite level pace that can always cause problems. But I'm not very confident that that would end in anything well anyway. Um, coming to you now, talking to us about Chelsea, obviously, you're a Blues fan yourself. This Liverpool match looks tough, but then Huddersfield and Newcastle to round out the season. Uh, who, who are you looking at here? Um, guys, listen, Chelsea has it set up, but they're just not playing or performing to a fantasy you know, universe that everybody's used to or accustomed to. It seems like they're half on the beach not ha- and half not on the beach, um, unfortunately. <clears throat> As a Blues fan, I hate it, but we're going to continue on anyway. Um, the guy I love this week is Victor Moses. Uh, I think that he's going to be... Guaranteed at least one game. Unfortunately, with the emergence of Zappacosta and Emerson, and you know, I think that, that they're coming down to the end of the season. I, I know it's it's tough to bank on Victor Moses getting two games, but I, I'm going to say that he kind of probably does. I'm not going to I'm not going to say he doesn't, but I think he does get two games here. Uh, I think that the, if he does play, he'll probably get subbed off uh, earlier rather than later, or later rather than sooner. So you'll probably get enough of a fantasy output from him. And given the fixtures, I think that, you know, all you need is 60 minutes from a defender. And with Huddersfield on the, as the second game, I think you could, be, you could be in for something there with Victor Moses. Because, you know, Liverpool's going to be downtrodden and probably not have their elite team there. So it, it may open a play for him on the wide side. Uh, guys, I don't like. 
Marcus Alonso, there is so much better money allotted to you uh, for you to use this week. His seven dot whatever price tag he is is just a waste. Go get two cheap defenders that are on a double that have better fixtures and one of them being Liverpool. Um, Alonso is just a complete disappointment that basically the second half of the season he's just falling off a cliff and he's not a yodeler like the Price is Right game. Uh, differential for me, um, Cesc Fabregas. He's coming to his – I think he's coming to an end of the run here with Chelsea. Not, it's not a positive thing. I'm just looking at it from a perspective of maybe he needs to move on. Maybe they need to change there. But Fabregas, given his ownership, is a complete differential right now. We saw what he did last week. He got a goal. Um, I think I could continue. He's only owned in 3% of the league, 6.8. He falls into that Aaron Ramsey category where you know I think that there's more more meat on the bone than what I'm looking at for Aaron Ramsey. But that's just me. Maybe I'm just a – have my uh, my blue hat on instead of my red hat, but uh, Fabregas to me seems like he's you know I don't know how many minutes he's going to play the rest of the year or how many minutes he has left in a Chelsea uniform. So I think that the, the Chelsea fans and my 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 rooting my rooting them that doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> wants Fabregas to you know go out on a high note here. Yeah, definitely keep an eye there. Also, um, <laughs> had to do a whole bunch of stats work. Um, for this one, because this is one of my betting articles on this week. And 12 of the last 13 matches between these two sides, both teams have scored. So uh, anybody expecting much from the defensive side in this one um, may be left a little disappointed. Um, for me, I'm going to head into Huddersfield now. Like with Brighton, this is a horrible set of fixtures. It's Man City, then Chelsea, um, which is not something that you really like. Uh, and if they don't pick up any more points, which is entirely possible... Um, considering that their last match is against Arsenal uh, in Wenger's last match in charge. Uh, if they don't pick up another point, I could easily see them going down. There's also nobody I really love in this one, but I do have a clear hate, and it's Jonas Lossel, um, who was kind of a, a Cinderella pick at the beginning of the season. He's still owned in 7% of teams, I guess, based off of that, because Fabianski's yeah. the same price and has so many more points than he does. Um, I think the only chance for... Lossel or the player that's my differential to get any points at all is that if Liverpool and Tottenham both win this weekend that basically means Chelsea can't make the Champions League and just because we've seen them be dejected at times this season there's a chance they don't show up for that second match of this double game week against Huddersfield um but <laughs> barring that I mean the, the these guys do not look very good you don't even know who's starting up front but all of them have been disappointing save for uh, Mounier's start to the season and those like three weeks when Depoitre De mattered. Um, my differential is going to be Zonka. If Huddersfield do manage to keep a clean sheet against Chelsea in that scenario I gave, Zonka would probably get the bonus points, um, which he's done more than any other Huddersfield player this season. But again, there's not much here uh, that's very inspiring in terms of FPL. Yeah, H- Huddersfield is Huddersfield. The, both uh, from newly promoted teams just have a horrible run in with Brighton and and. Uh, Huddersfield, this yeah. awful. Their, their fixtures are just... Yeah, and Newcastle still have Tottenham and Chelsea, but they are obviously yeah. quite, quite safe. Um, coming to you now is Leicester. Uh, obviously, they basically gave up four weeks ago. Oh, Jesus. Um, Vardy is still always a threat. Easily could have had one, could have even had two against Palace at the weekend, but they basically only had those two chances. Uh, is it still worth riding with Vardy, and is there anybody else you think is of interest? Yeah, just that I think Vardy is an interesting interesting case here with the with the fixtures that they have. But the, the one thing is it comes into a, a roster crunch with, you know, if you're rostering Vardy, who aren't you rostering from the, the elite f- strikers, you know, with yeah. Jesus, Kane, Aubameyang? You know, I think a lot of people are investing big money in strikers instead of, you know, middling money for Jamie Vardy and, and the likes of, of that. Um, 
<clears throat> my my like this week is it's not a, it's not really a popular pick. He's not really owned at basically at all. He's basically owned zero, and his price is 5.9, but he's getting consistent minutes lately. He's, he's started four of the last five games and got 45 minutes the last game. Uh, it's Adrian Silva. Uh, I think that they're going to want to see what they have from the midfielder. Um, he's not really a, a guy who's going to be involved in the forefront, but you're looking for a love for a lower-level team that you're not really investing a lot in, and you're looking for a differential. He checks both here, and his price is nice and cozy at 5.9, and his ownership is less than 0.1%. So that's a great. It's basically I'm giving you two differentials this week on on Lester, which is which is good, I guess. Question mark. Uh, my dislike is Riyad Mahrez. I think everybody is completely soured on him, and just uh, just throwing him into the fire for he's the first log that's igniting the fantasy fire this year for a lot of people. Everybody started investing him way back in the first double game week in 31 when Lester looked prized for doing something, and now that Lester is basically the coin. Another phrase that I said before is basically on the beach. Um, I don't see any any value there. His price is in, in the high eights. Um, there's nothing there that says that you can't go to someone in the same category, plus or minus five, and you probably can get a Spurs guy, Spurs midfielder that will give you this better output. Uh, my differential this week, uh, it's Ben Hammer. Keep an eye if Casper Schmeichel is out again. Uh, there, it's rumored that he's probably going to miss at least one of the games, hmm. it, which would probably be the first one. So Ben Hammer is the, is the goalie to, to own – if you're looking for a sneaky play at goalkeeper, um, they do, like I said, they do have okay fixtures with West Ham and Arsenal, but they're both home. Leicester, we, we just saw what they did on the road and it wasn't good. So um, let's hope for better tides at the, the land of the foxes. Yeah, Leicester has been so frustrating. But they've given up. But they've given up. They, they very much have. But I, the, the biggest problem is that because of their play style, mm-hmm. they could always randomly yeah. score two or three and yeah. it's just really really frustrating that they continue really dumb. to exist they are indeed quite dumb um i'm gonna talk about manchester city now hey a team with players worth owning um my love is not gonna be controversial at all it's gonna be jesus top five in goals and shots uh, shot accuracy percentage over the last five weeks and he's one of the very few guys that we actually think will play both matches um, as there's not another fit recognized striker in the squad. For me, he's not a triple captain or even a captain option, though, uh, because he scored multiple goals just twice this season. So I guess if you score two, if you score one each, then that could be worth it. But, like, give me a cane. If Lukaku ends up being fit, maybe go that way. Um, but he basically just scores singles. And if this is what you're counting on to save your season um, by using these boosts in week 37, then I don't really think Jesus is the most likely guy to to really pay out for you. Um, my hate, <laughs> Rob, is oh. going to be Raheem Sterling. No, don't do it to yourself, this, Kevin. <laughs> this doesn't mean that I hate his value or his recent performances, which have both been very good. I hate him because I switched off of him in match week 34 for Mohamed Salah, and since then, he's had as many goals and five more assists than Salah had. And I keep thinking he'll start, and or I keep thinking he won't start, and then he does, and I keep thinking he will start, and then he doesn't. I had too much last week. I was too upset. I brought him into my side because I had too much FOMO going on. And now we know he's going to sit one of these because I brought him into my side. And I have to continue to be wrong on Sterling. And that's why I hate him so very much from the very depths of my soul. 
for my differential, I'm going Gundogan. Um, two goals in the last five. Continues to start these matches. Cost just 5.4. So even if he is benched, uh, it has far less financial impact on your team than if Sterling or one of the high-priced defenders like Otamendi or Walker was benched. Um, so Gundogan, I think, is a really safe, uh, cheap double here for uh, City. Yeah, so I, I want to stay on City because they're okay. a big club here because there's going to be a lot of involvement with the double game week here. Yep. Um, do you think we see one of the games is just a complete who's wait who's playing like a Phil Foden Zinchenko Yaya? If game? City win the first match against Huddersfield and break the hundred goals or hundred the the record for goals, I yeah, they need one, one they need one goal to tie. So. Yeah, and then two two to win. So I think we'll see a full strength eleven this week. Um, yeah. Do, do they still a, have to win out to hit? hundred points. points. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know. I'm, I think I, I think they can draw once if memory serves. Okay. But anyway, it, it just depends on how important you think those are to them. Pep Guardiola seems to imply that they're very important to them. I think they're obviously going for goals and can get it. Uh, my only slight concern is that maybe for Brighton they don't field the full team. But I think that might be Southampton the last week. I think that's when we'll kind of see the farewell tours that we talked about before, uh, specifically yeah. for Yaya Toure. I just think it's the last home game against Brighton. I think that we're going to see a lot of the players. Oh, true. You know, uh, I think it'll definitely be like a Fabian Delft, Zinchenko, Foden game. Could be. Could be. And that would obviously leave many people disappointed. But as we mentioned, there's literally not another forward at the club outside of Jesus. And if they were to play anybody there except Jesus, it might be Sterling, which obviously benefits fantasy players as well. So I would say that's the one position where you can feel a little bit confident. Play Bernardo. Tip of the stiff. Dude, I I tried to do Kane and Bernardo last week. Instead, I went with uh, Salah and Vardy, um, and then Kane is the only one that scored out of all of them. So, whoopsie daisies. And then I had to bring him in this week anyway because Lukaku picked up an injury, didn't score last week anyway before he got hurt. Uh, I pulled the trigger early just because I couldn't be bit by the Sterling bug again because his price was about to rise, and yeah. I knew I wanted to get Kane back in anyway. Um, so I, I kind of pulled double early triggers this week, which is something you shouldn't do, but obviously neither of them have European fixtures anymore. What do you make of the Lukaku situation as we head into you talking about Manchester United? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Rashford to me is 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 like a you know like, like like a new cookie right now. Everybody's like, "Ooh, I want that new cookie" because they know Lukaku isn't going to play and the first their first fixtures against Brighton. So, there is the involvement that he may get the second game as well. So, I and given his price, he falls into the better category than like buying a cheap striker than like the Jordan Ayews, the Charlie Austins, other guys that have doubles, Steve Mounier, Glenn Murray, all all in that category as well. Guys that have doubles but don't really have the potential for blow up like Rashford does, I guess. 
Um, <clears throat> listen, we're all waiting for the Lukaku news because I think Rashford would be a great, great buy. And I have him as my like for United because if we get news leading up to the, the double for United, Rashford's got to play both games. He, they, I, don't think, I don't think United can field a team you know, fighting for second or third, whatever they're fighting for. I think, I think Josie's going to go all out and, and try to you know, score as many goals as possible and play a team with Rashford, Martial, Sanchez. I think that you're going to see a full gamut of players for United this week. And if, if Lukaku news is bad, then I think, I think Rashford is, is, a great, is a great buy. Um, dislikes. I don't like Sanchez at all because I think he costs too much and he doesn't do enough for me. Period. Yeah. Uh, differential for me. Go with a guy who gets a ton of minutes and does but doesn't do much. Listen, it's a double week. You want guys that are going to consistently give you minutes. That's Nemanja Matic. He plays every game. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do much, but he could luck onto an assist. Could luck onto a goal. But he's great from he gets, distance. He gets consistent nineties. You know, he's Mourinho's. Uh, you know, glue. You know, gorilla glue. We'll call him gorilla. That's 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 not that's a good thing. Right? Gorilla glue. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this show brought to you by Gorilla Glue. Not actually, but Gorilla Glue, if you're listening. you know. Hashtag Gorilla Glue. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so he's your differential, yeah? Yeah, yeah, matches. Because only because he gets minutes. And, you know, he may give you two, three, or four, depending on what he does. Maybe get an assist. But you're going to get twice that. So, listen, don't don't be afraid to bring in somebody that nobody else gonna, is going to roster. Look at look at his ownership. It's, it's basically nil, basically, mm-hmm. is what it is. Because people aren't looking in his direction. Because everybody's looking this week for a, a huge financial windfall of bringing in the biggest guys and hoping that they get the the, the most out of them. You know, Modic is four point seven and nine point one. Bringing in a Modic type allows you to go Aubameyang, Kane, <clears throat> and Jesus at at the at the top. Yeah, um, and you do need to get those high profile uh, forwards into your teams there, um, which is one of the reasons why heading on to Newcastle for me, um, I don't actually like Ayose Perez. Nothing really particularly against him, although I don't think he's as good as his stats have implied lately. I just don't think you can afford to lock up one of those forward spots with somebody that's speculative um, mm-hmm. with as many good good forwards on option. Um, my love instead is Kennedy, and I know he's blanked him for the last five, but I'm willing to die on this hill this season. I'm backing the talent and the budget. He has the potential to score assists in either match, although that Tottenham one looks a little iffy, but... Obviously, uh, they could have clinched Champions League by then, so could ease off the gas a little bit. Um, but Kennedy's greatest value is that it allows you to fit another big price star into your team, kind of mm-hmm. like you were talking about with Matic. Um, and so you kind of have to count those points of a, a big star player that you wouldn't have been able to fit in otherwise in the points that he gets you um, because it's kind of a combination of the two, not just him in a vacuum. So uh, Kennedy is somebody I like at 4.8. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. too good for a player that, that that's that talented for me. But be um, leery about Kennedy. He blanks in 38. <clears throat> what oh right yeah because of chelsea yeah, yeah yeah good point um then on differential i uh, could have gone lascelles or dubrovka i'm going dubrovka uh mm-hmm. should keep a clean sheet against watford who cannot buy a goal of late um mm-hmm. and like i said it's possible tottenham have locked up a uh, champions league before this one uh and they've had their late issues against newcastle in the past uh for those with longer <laughs> memories than others um sad face <laughs> but uh Anyway, so yeah, those those are the guys that I like and hate there for Newcastle. Uh, coming back to you now, um, who who do you think is of interest at Southampton, if anyone? Do, do you buy back in on the Tottenham train after one good week? I, I don't know. People, the transfer waiver, uh, the people bringing him in are just, uh, I believe in it. He's, he's being transferred in a lot more than I thought he would be. Listen, it's a double game week. People backdated their, you know, they've done as much you know research as they can leading up to this week and if you're buying into 
Dusan Tadic, I want to play you in a head-to-head for money because there's not a chance in hell that you can get consistent returns from Dusan Tadic. I've been playing this game a little too long. Kevin's been playing this game way too long to rely on Dusan Tadic for anything consistently besides awfulness. Am I correct in saying this, Kevin? Like, how many times has Dusan Tadic let us down in other formats, in basically every format, including infinity times, because minutes are his issue. Although he's finally getting those this season, and it is the second most goals he scored in the year, but I don't think anybody ever trusted him to get those points this year. I think he's him and Gerald Delafeu are separated at birth and just adopted by different families and renamed. (laughs) Like they are literally the the fantasy enigmas, and Callum Wilson might be their triple brother. But maybe so Southampton. it's it's in Southampton is very intriguing this week. They do have two fixtures this week, like most everybody we're talking about, because that's all we're talking about. Everton and Swansea, <clears throat> both on the road. My like this week is if you're looking for a cheap striker, there's only a few options I think you can trust this week. One is Jordan Ayew, the other is Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin is my guy. Um, I know Southampton doesn't score a ton of goals. He's not even involved in a lot of play. He doesn't even he hasn't even started. Uh, he's only started one in the last three. So from that standpoint, Charlie Austin is like a goal-scoring traffic cone. That's basically what you're hoping for. But at his price, his ownership, 1.3, you can't really do wrong. Everyone's going to give up goals. I don't think Swansea keeps them out either. Southampton is fighting for their lives here. I know that they have like eight. Only They've already used up eight lives. They only have one left. But they're fighting for it, and they're actually playing to to do so. So expect good things from Southampton. I think they can score goals. I don't know if they win both matches, but they're going to be on the board at least. Um, I dislike James Ward-Prowse. Just don't even don't even ask why. Anybody with mm-hmm. three names and a hyphen you can't trust in <laughs> fantasy. Just don't do it. Uh, except for that new guy who plays second base for the Texas Rangers, uh, Isaiah Kiner, uh, Felica. You can trust him. He hit a home run last night. Uh, <laughs> my differential: Jan Bednarik. Uh, three straight starts. Uh, two cleans in those. Uh, Four dot one. You're looking for cheap, 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 cheap. Southampton's got cheap defenders, and nobody's trusting in them. Owned in 0.5% of leagues. Like I said, he's got two cleans and, and three starts. Maybe he's lucky charms. Maybe he's the Phil 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 Jones of the Southampton defense. Um, listen, I, I'm not buying. I, Southampton is definitely not one of them teams I'm buying more than, than one player because I just don't think there's any any involvement from any anything that you could should be trusting. Like I said about Dusan Tadic, but listen, they're going to score this weekend. I don't know how many, but. They're gonna score. They're, I think they they probably keep uh, one of the teams out of the out of the net as well. So, nice standpoint. I, I'm not buying completely in Southampton, but you should invest at least one guy in them. Don't don't give them a side eye. They're, I mean, they are the Saints for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, and so if you don't like them, then you're evil. I think is how that yes is how that works out. Uh, okay, so moving on to uh, Swansea now for me. Uh, my love is gonna be uh, Lukas Fabianski, uh, who has been just a, a fantasy darling for the majority of the season. Um, he was very good two years ago, and then last year was just freaking awful. This year he's been a top-five goalkeeper, um, tied for fourth with Pickford on 141 points, still just 4.7, which is ridiculous. He's 4.5 in my team from ages and ages ago. Um, but you really got to like these matches against Bournemouth and Southampton. I know you mentioned uh, Southampton might be able to get on the score sheet here, but listen, it, it's not just about these two weeks for me. The fact that their last match of the, of the season is against Stoke, and remember that Swansea have to win these. Um, mm-hmm. especially against Southampton and Stoke, who are all battling there for that um, safe 17th place. Um, but Fabianski has been up there in saves all season. He's up against pretty poor defenses. Um, and at 4.7, uh, sorry, <laughs> at, uh, what is he officially? 4.7. Um, 
I think just allows you to get a lot of other really good players in as well. Um, so yeah, Lucas Fabianski is a player that I love. The player that I hate uh, is going to be Andre Ayew. I was so excited when he moved there. Um, he was finally going to get minutes. He looked good when he was playing for West Ham, um, but then kind of lost his spot, was going to move to Swansea and get all these minutes. I think he's just scored twice since going there um, in January, and, and it's just largely been been disappointing for me. <laughs> I'm stammering because I'm trying to get his player page up at the same time. Oh, he hasn't scored yet in the league since moving there. Maybe that was in a different competition. Um, but yeah, two assists since making the switch. Um, and yeah, it, it's just very, very... Sad. He's not owned much. He's only owned at 1%. But for somebody that had such a high profile moving to a club that clearly needed help in attack, he certainly hasn't offered that. Um, my differential is going to be Mawson. Maybe I should have switched Mawson and Fabianski. I think Mawson might actually be higher owned. Um, doop, 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 doop. Incorrect. Okay, so yeah, I, <laughs> I got it right. Um, Mawson is a guy you just really got to like this season. Two goals is a little disappointing. I think he had six last se- four last season. Um Nine clean sheets is, is better than they did last year. I already mentioned uh, the the poor attacks that they're about to face. Kept Chelsea to just one last week. I mean, this is a solid defense. We mentioned at one time when Vonderhorn got hurt that maybe things would tank, but then he ended up only missing one or two matches, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doubling down with these Swansea guys. I have my bench boost, so I have both Mawson and Fabianski in my team, and I'm going to kind of roll with it from there. Um, coming to you now. Uh, talking about Tottenham, obviously this is a team that rotates a lot. Now we have the Wanyama Dyer rotation added to the wing-back rotation. Sounds like Rose will be back this week. What mm-hmm. are you making of this Tottenham squad? Uh, there's guys that you want, and then there's guys that you don't. I think that you, if you can <laughs> invest in the pro- right Spurs players, you're not going to be involved in the rotation. Listen, I think Kane plays, Erickson plays. Kane is chasing the gold, the golden boot. Erickson plays because, you know, he's like the offensive, you know, you know, I'd say uh, uh, catalyst. There you go. He's the offensive catalyst hmm. for, for Spurs. Uh, so Erickson is ridiculous form. Yeah, a ridic- he's the he should be owned on almost everybody's team. If you're not, you're doing this game wrong. Um, I don't own him, so I'm doing it wrong. Uh, my dislike is Della Ali. I think that there's only so many players that you can own of value on Spurs. I think you should own a defender. I think you should own Harry Kane and Erickson, and that leaves you with three. And you're not going to be rostering Della Ali. Not that I just don't like Della Ali. I just don't think that, you know, given where you can find differentials, I think that you, you could probably roster Jan Vertonghen because I think he gets both games. I don't think he gets rotated because there's no fear of rotation with him because he plays every game. So just like Erickson, just like Kane, go with the guys who get consistent minutes for Spurs. Like Kevin will tell you, they don't, are those guys going to miss either of those games? Shouldn't do. Exactly. Period. Yeah. My differential this week is Hugo Lloris. Isn't it crazy that there's seven more goalies owned than him this well i mean he's been in pretty poor form so it's it's not well, i'm heading into the double that's great that's crazy talk yeah but, you know i think he yeah with these be, two fixtures yeah i mean he should be owned more he should be one of the top three owned goalies this week um but given the ownership on the year and his price which is not conducive for ownership for goalies uh but yeah i like larice this week but like i said you're getting a, a, a you know a limit per team crunch with spurs here you definitely want erickson Everyone in the world is going to own Harry Kane. Harry Kane is the damned if you do, damned if you don't own player this week yep. because everyone's brought him in because this is the, what they were eyeing at with the with the fixtures. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can you can rest your laurels on Jan Vertonghen because he's going to get I think he's going to get full 90s both games unless he gets hurt or or, or gets shot or let's hope that he doesn't get shot. But uh, but there, there's consistency there. That's what you want, especially in week 37. It doesn't change from week one to week 37. You want we want consistency. Yeah. 
Um, I I totally agree with all your Tottenham calls there, and yeah, it, it's basically Jan or Hugo for that mm-hmm. for that last slot. Um, but yeah, those are basically the only ones that both offer enough fantasy value that will also probably play all the matches. I think Sun probably plays about a hundred, a hundred and ten minutes of the hundred and eighty. Um, but that's probably not enough to warrant going out of your way to own him there. Um, I will come back now and wrap things up for these doubles with West Ham. I, clearly, the love has to be Arnautovic. We we looked at this West Ham running and said that you can't possibly own Arnautovic, but he just keeps performing. Um, the fact that uh, Andy Carroll had a bust up with Moyes this week, which probably went something along the effect of, you're not as good as you should be, Andy Carroll. And he's like, well, you're a bad manager. And they were both right. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Arnautovic should be starting up front here. Um, instead of Carroll after all of that, although they have said, they've announced that you know the issue is considered settled. But Arnautovic is who you want here. Three in the last five, also has an assist in there to his name, uh, and scored against Arsenal, uh, almost scored against City there in what was a horrible match for Manchester City. Oh, um, oh. So uh, I'm I'm confident that Arnautovic will put in the performances to threaten every defense. United have not been as clean sheet heavy as we thought they would be, although I still think they lead the league in it, uh, which I think we predicted in the preseason, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyway, Leicester and Everton still on the slate. United is the difficult one, but I think we've learned that, you, you know, we, we love Chief here. Um, and sometimes uh, I lean against his uh, form over fixtures, but with Arnautovic, I'm going to roll with it, especially with this double. And as we mentioned before, Leicester very much on the beach, so would not be surprised if Marco skins them a bit. And if there's a huge weakness in that Leicester defense, I think it's still on that right side. Um, oh, totally. Of the defense, Marco obviously on, on the left or up front. So, uh, you know, and, there, and Here's yeah. a little good segue I want to go with, with uh, Marco Arnautovic. Mm. I think next year he becomes the Roberto Firmino changing from midfield to forward. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to be cheap and owned by everybody to start the year. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Um, I'm going to stall for a second while I check to see uh, which position he's played at more this season. But while I do that, my dislike is going to be all the other forwards here. Um, I have seen in uh, some toggle leagues people picking up Chicharito or Carroll. Um, <laughs> I actually picked up Carroll like two weeks ago uh, when he first got back from injury, but now we know uh, that's probably not going to be <laughs> be worth doing. Um, but yeah, so the, the other forwards I'm leaning off of this week uh, while I'm very much uh, in favor of uh, Arnautovic. Also, uh, for whatever it's worth, Arnautovic has played on the wing 54% of their matches this season while only playing 12 officially up front, which is a bit surprising. Um, my uh, sneaky differential here is not really existent, but I'm going to get I'm going to cede my time to the Chicky gentleman okay. from New Jersey and Robert Langevin because I know there's somebody that he likes in this one. In West Ham? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's Edmilson Fernandez. Yeah, it is. Uh, listen, I, everybody's looking for that that differential from a team, and it, it's he's it for me. Like this is his time to shine. I never trust another Fernandez with an S in it. I only trust Fernandez with Z's because I just do. S's are lazy, Z's are cool. <laughs> um, but given the given his playing time over the last few games, Kevin just caught me all way off way off kilter. I wasn't even on the right page. Uh, <laughs> He's listen. He's got one, two, three. He's got five consecutive starts, assist in one of those games, but he's building up momentum towards playing more this year and next year. I think that he's one of those players that we're. I'm gonna put air quotes on this and say he's gonna be one of the breakout players next year for the Premier League. Ooh, like it. Do you think he'll move up in the formation, or do you think he'll just be one of those box-to-box guys that picks up goals? I think that with the listen. West Ham, we don't know what's going to happen if they're going to bring in a new skipper, 
or what? Or if they stay up, they're they're still yeah. also in that. In Exa- that exactly. Let's put it this way: we nobody can can consistently trust Lanzini for for anything besides getting hurt. True. Uh, Jal Mario is going to get more time, maybe next year. Wait, was year. that permanent? Was it? I thought, I thought it was. It was on thought, loan. I, all right. So if it's on I loan, be, then he's I not. Listen, how much longer can Gary Noble be included in the first team? Chick Quixote is just inconsistent and not anything that they want moving forward, going scoring goals. Uh, Aubameyang is decent when he's on the pitch, but he's, you know, he is what he is. He's not really an offensive player. There's West Ham got to start putting offensive players on the field and move them up to where they are offensive players. Ed Millinson Fernandez is that guy. I'm not saying he's going to do it this year, but at 4.3, he is the penultimate guy this week to – Throw up, throw up Nicolette, and put on there. Especially if you're bench boosting and you have it, you, you have a spot, and you need you need a cheap guy to so you can get three involved strikers, the Aubameyangs, Canes, Jesus's, or if you want you want to roll the dice on having a Sanchez, isn't Sanchez and, and Fernandez together average out to eight million apiece? Yeah, um, for whatever it's worth, Mario is on them. There you go. I took a look at that. Um, but yeah, that wraps up some of the doubles. Now we're just going to quickly, uh, not in any order, but just talk about some of the guys. Um, that are on uh, single match weeks. For me, the one that, that you have to own, not not any of the Liverpool boys, it's going to be Wilfried Zaha, just on an absolute tear. I mentioned him last week as a single game week player that I was planning on owning. Um, didn't actually end up having the money to do that because I went all the way up to Sterling. Um, just because, you know, the the odds of, against Sterling, probably like Sun, probably going to play 110, 120 minutes. I uh, doubt he plays every minute of, of this double. But you just got to favor Sterling in the matches he has in the attack, like City versus Zaha, who has to do everything for Palace, but has been doing it. Um, yeah, Zaha's just absolutely incredible. And I genuinely hope he stays at uh, West Ham one more year. I hope we get that, like, that Palace. final bail year that we got Palace. from from Tottenham. Um, what did I say? We said West Ham. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, obviously um, <laughs> meant meant uh, Palace there. Um, but yeah, I hope we get that next season where we go into the year and we know that we can just count on him to be a fantasy stud, which obviously he's gained throughout the season. And he's been incredibly important to, to Palace as well, where you know they still haven't won a match without him on the pitch this season. Four That's goals crazy. and four with an assist uh, in this last match as well when they just destroyed Leicester remaining matches against Stoke and West Brom. Not exactly concerning. Um, so, yeah, Wilfried Zaha is my single match week player that I'm I'm very, very upset I didn't have space for in my team. Yeah. Uh, my single week guy, I don't know. You know, I, I just don't have the, the love for anybody on Liverpool. Um, you know, Watford is not anybody I'm buying into. Uh you know, I if, listen. I'm not going to be cheeky and go go with a go with a striker here. You're not, you can't trust a Bournemouth player like Josh King, even though he isn't really he's in decent enough form. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough for me to actually pick out one guy and not and not have it be Wilfred Zaha this week. So I'm going to be in complete agreement with Kevin for once because we never usually ever agree. But I knew Kevin was on the Zaha train like a, a week and a half ago for this week. Because he just loves him, he's been stalking him. He lives outside of his flat. Um, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be thoroughly enthused about anybody on a single. There's nobody on Everton that you love. West Brom, no. Watford, no. Crystal Palace, Zaha, Milivojevic, sure. Stoke, absolutely not. Bournemouth, maybe Josh King, and that. And there's nobody really on Burnley that you're you're burning a, a thousand you know thousand suns to get in your team on. So and Liverpool, we know who they are. They're owned. 
everybody's probably going to own the same guys. So if they don't play, they're going to burn us all, you know, into, you know, as a whole, not as an individual. They are but, who we thought they were. Yeah, they are who they thought we were. Was that Danny Green? They are who they. Oh, De- Denny Green, Denny. Oh, yeah, Denny, yeah, former yeah. coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Minnesota right. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm in complete agreement here. That if if you're going to invest in one, maybe two players this week that are on a single. One is probably a Liverpool player, which you're probably stuck with. It. You probably don't want to transfer off. And the other is Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, the the um, two that I uh, am rolling heading into the week um, are Milivojevic and Daniels, um, who has Swansea left. But um, yeah, unfortunately couldn't fit Zaha in, but he is very, very good. Also, um, as we head into our teams here before we head off of here, um, I wanted to give Vardy out very badly. Okay. I intended to go Kane Bernardo or Kane Zaha um, and then switch out of um, Vardy uh, and Salah. Just just didn't get to make it happen. That Lukaku injury scared me too much, and I just couldn't take out Vardy against West Ham after seeing how abysmal they were last week again defensively. Yeah. Um, just just couldn't pull the trigger, and, and I fear I may... Uh, regret that long term but as my team stands i am bench boosting so this is everybody on my team uh ederson and fabianski at the back then davis daniels uh cedric mawson oh and long is a single game week guy just to get that 4.0 in there then across the midfield milivojevic sterling lingard erickson and kennedy and then up front kane jesus vardy i have not yet allocated my c I know I, I'm I'm thinking the right play might be to put it on Kane to mitigate whatever damage there is, but I could really jump a lot if the triple captain and Kane people don't get a big result, and I could get something elsewhere. So still toying with that, and at this point in the season, I don't have to tell you what I'm doing. Hey, who are you? I don't know you. Don't, quit asking me personal questions like that, Rob. What are you doing with your team? Uh, I've already taken uh, a minus eight to get my team where it was. But that was the plan all along because I'm triple captaining this week. Uh, it will either be Jesus, Kane, or Sterling, maybe just to piss Kevin off. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> but I don't have. I used all my chips besides triple captain, so I have De Gea in goal. I have West Morgan, Jan Vertonghen, Alfie Mawson, Chris Smalling in defense. I have William, which I didn't want to keep, but I don't want to take another minus to bring in another double double player. Uh, Sterling Salah on midfield. Then I have Jesus Kane and Jordan Ayew up top. Um, I own Lingard as my first sub. I'm going to keep him there just in case Salah doesn't play against Chelsea. That then he'll get inserted. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, yeah, like oh, I said, I'm regardless, you're, you're going to play Salah versus Chelsea over Lingard in yeah, his double. I, I may that that may be my I may put Salah as the first mm, sub and switch it saying. this way so I have two two in there. But yeah, yeah. you know I. The bigger bigger question is who I'm. I've I've brought in Alfie Mawson, Sterling, and Jordan Ayew uh, for basically garbage. Whoever I transferred out because I had money in the bank and I just oh I transferred out Mares, some crappy defender, and Glenn Murray, <clears throat> and then I brought those three in. But the bigger question is now who do I triple captain? I think the world is going to either triple captain Obomiang if you own him, Jesus if you own him, Kane if you own him. Could be a sneaky play for Alexis Sanchez being third, fourth, third or fourth now because of the Lukaku injury. Um, but it's going to be, this is going to be the one decision that could haunt you, you know, go, going into the start of next year if you're chasing points where you're just like, man, I should have triple captained uh, Harry Kane or I should have triple captained Jesus 
or I should have triple captain Oliver Olivier Giroud in week 38 last year yeah. because that that was the play. You know, it just it, it carries over from year to year, and this is the this is the week where you're gonna it's gonna kick you in the foot or bite you in the ass or do do any of those things to injure yourself. But don't really injure yourself. It's only a game. It is fun though, but it's only a game. Yeah, uh, I do think um, we just need to remind people that this week is gonna suck. <laughs> it's gonna listen. You're gonna, everybody's gonna everybody should score a hundred. Listen, yeah. you play darts. You're looking for a ton here. You're looking to score a ton. That's you it. are. And if you don't, which might happen, I mean, as we talked about after 34, you tend to always be disappointed after these double game weeks because, especially me, because I'm I'm bench boosting this week. Um, but when you're you're targeting as many points as you need this week to to climb, it's your final push. Like I've I've taken two consecutive red arrows after five consecutive green before that because I was building up to this moment because I hadn't wild card because I only had was it ended up being seven or eight players in 35 and it was Liverpool guys who did nothing um so it is all built to this and because of that and I know you're using triple captain and many people else are as well because of that you need your points this week like usually fantasy is fun and we tell you to have fun just know this week is not going to be fun this is the results part of the season you know the early in the, the Premier League season managers are like I, I was happy with the performance it's a shame we didn't pick up the points these last 10 weeks, you know, it's pick up the points, worry about style later. That's how it is with fantasy as well this week. You just got to get your points um, so that you can get your rank up, maybe move up your mini league, maybe win prizes in that regard. Uh, but just just remember, when you're not having fun this week, that no one is having fun this week. Yeah, everyone is feeling the pain and pity that you are implying on yourself because we all, we all love and we all hate this game at the same exact freaking time. <laughs> yeah, and there's no way that all the things you thought about are – there's no way you can do everything you thought about. And there's a very high chance that some of the stuff you thought about will go better than what you ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just – that's just the friggin' worst. Uh, all right, that's it for us, Rob. Uh, we're glad we were able to just kind of info bomb you on today's show. Uh, if you like that format, just let us know. You can obviously find uh, the show at EPL Roundtable. You can find Rob at FPL underscore MNOP and me at Kevroff. Rob, where else can the folks find you these days? Uh, you can find me on Razball.com, writing about baseball full time in two weeks and soccer for two more weeks. Um, so, yeah, Razball, R A Z Z B A L L dot com. Drop by, say hello. Do it or else, or don't, whatever. I'm Kevin DeVries, as I mentioned, at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, you can find my writings over at Goal and Goal Betting. Uh, this week's uh, betting article is going to be on Chelsea Liverpool, as I mentioned earlier, so be sure to go check that out. I'll, of course, tweet it out when it gets posted. Um, also, be sure to listen to the EPL and uh, the EPL Roundtable and the Championship Roundtable, both of which are on this very channel. It's easy to find. You're already here. Uh, so be sure to click those if you don't mind. Rob, Pleasure as always. Folks at home, try to have as much fun as you can this week. Don't feel bad if you don't. This week's going to suck. We hope you get plenty of points unless you're in our mini leagues. And we'll catch you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.